If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland. A mysterious, all-powerful character. What a crusader for law. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, and I'm joined today by Uber artist Sean Gordon Murphy. Sean, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Sal. It's good to see you again, buddy. It's my pleasure. Same to you. Uh, by the way, congrats on the new indie book. No, thanks, no. man. Of course. Yeah, we just went off to print. Um, uh, I think people will have their copies in maybe two months. I think we're all doing it. We're doing it domestically, so uh, cool. we don't have to wait for anything from China or any boats getting stuck in the Suez Canal, which is nice. But, yes, which has been a, an issue for quite a few uh, independent <laughs> creators. <laughs> but uh, but today we're going to talk all about Batman, uh, specifically the Batman animated series. I uh, this this idea came to me thanks to uh, my better half, who was like. We just were talking about Batman the Animated Series for a good like half hour before she was like, this is a show. And I'm like, yeah, it is a show. Yeah. We should just talk about it. The influence of the Animated Series on fandom and how yeah. it's like this show comes out of nowhere in, a, in an ocean of terrible cartoons. And not only yeah. does it blow people's minds and it is a great Batman show, but it also is such an just a, such a perfect distillation of the character in the universe. And yeah. that that influence on everything else kind of permeated yeah. even even today we're, we're talking uh 20 years later so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i remember as a kid when i saw it um you know i was raised on he-man and gi joe and transformers yeah and nothing against those those cartoons some of them don't hold up very well um no when i saw the animated series even my 12 year old brain was like this is different yes. uh there's something about the writing here that's it's not leaving me. Like I would go to school the next day thinking about how Batman showed a criminal some kindness or something, the way something was written. I'm just like, what am I getting? And as a 12 year old, you don't even know like what this isn't, I know it's as good as he man, but there's something even better. I think. Yeah. You know, depth. <laughs> yeah, depth. Yeah. <laughs> Nuance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the kind of subtlety that is just intrinsic in every episode, even you know, there are so few, but the, the kind of silly ones, like I've got a Batman in my basement. Like even that one has some yeah. kind of value to it. Um, yeah, I stand by that one, man. I mean, you that episode, it's funny. If you, I was talking to a friend about that one. If you redid that in a horror way and you yeah. had like these kids fighting Killer Croc, uh, he was like in their treehouse, like that right? could be a really amazing episode. And I still like it the way they did it. But yeah, even like a quote unquote bad episode is still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So my question to you is, do you remember what your first episode was? Uh, no, but I remember being confused by the credits because I thought the credits were the opening scene. Yeah. So I, I watched it on like Fox after school and I'm like, oh man, this is the new Batman. And I was never, other than the Michael Keaton, I wasn't really a Batman fan. Mm. And I remember thinking like, oh, these guys are robbing a bank and the car's taking off and this looks really good. And uh, it's different animation than what I'm used to. Totally. Uh, and then the next day, I, I try to watch again, and I, the same credits are on, and I'm like, "Oh, they're playing the same episode. That's yes. stupid." Like, so I skipped it, and uh, I quickly figured out that's just the opening credit scene. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the opening credits is like a whole little episode, which of course, yeah, has its own history. Of it, I think it was like an adaptation of the animatic that they used to pitch the show in the first place. So it's like, it, it yeah. is a little no credits yeah. no uh no no words you don't even see the title it doesn't even show you it doesn't even say batman because yeah. it's just like you right. get it you know who it is you know who that you're not gonna do be you, like oh who's that guy yeah do you remember your first episode i i really do i don't remember it 
but I definitely caught it, you know, like while it was happening, like while it was actually airing. Um, I remember yeah. rushing to ho- rushing home from school and watching the show, and um, I feel mm-hmm. like it might have been Christmas with a Joker. Okay, but, so that might have been the first one. Oh, that's what one. I'm, yeah, but that might have yeah. been Inception. That might have been just cultural Inception of like, you know, the first one is actually supposed to be on Leather Wings, but the first aired episode, right. was, you know, so that yeah. might have been just, just me kind of being yeah. incepted by the culture. But uh, God, right. yeah. So oh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, I was just going to say, it's interesting because that's before I was online. Most people weren't on the internet yet. And the only way I knew it was on was my mom would tell me on the TV guide. Uh, I didn't know, um, like, there, I didn't know that they took a three-year hiatus to do the season four or whatever. Oh. Um, like, I always remember watching the new Adventures of Batman and Robin, and the animation style changed. I was like, what is going on? It's the same, but it's different. Yes. Uh, and it didn't even register to me that two or three years had passed because... You're and you're a kid. You're just watching reruns. You don't ever think like this is new. Uh, this is a reboot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Ugh, man. I was just thinking about the new adventures because I'm like, yeah, because the the new adventures changes the theme, the intro, and the animation gets. Yeah. Uh, it's it's more like there were th- for me there were like three distinct styles for the animated series, particularly the first two three seasons, which is like yeah. the the triple A. Then there was the like mid tier, which is still excellent compared to any other show on TV at the time. And then there was yeah. like the the B tier, and I don't know what the like you know the B squad, where it's like oh it's a B squad episode, you know, where you're like oh man, yeah. the worst was when they did a two parter, and you're like A tier did did part one, and then B tier did yeah. part two, and you're like no, oh. like yeah, yeah. It's funny with the two phase two parter, they yes. used the A team on the second one, and they had like some great animation on Clayface. Yeah. And there was even like this somersault that Batman did, and the way that they animate Clayface, like oh. he hits a wall, and then his his feet become his head, and he like switches place, and yeah. you could tell that they saved their budget for. I think that might be G- Ghibli Studios in Japan, mm. or they eventually use one of those guys. I know they probably used a handful of them, but one of the epi- one of the studios always stands out to me. I'm like, oh, they draw Batman with a tiny nose and his his mouth's up here and he has a giant chin yeah but somehow it looks good right exactly yeah. and that that's one of the that's, <laughs> that's one of those things where it's like just the design element alone on everybody gives you this idea of every character and you're like right, right. like it, it's one of those effortless seeming moments where you're like oh right like that's what he's supposed to look like that's what clayface looks like when in reality clayface never looked like that like at any point yeah. in the comics Mr. Freeze, it's like an homage to his like his old red suit. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to waste time talking about the the Mr. Freeze element because everybody uses that as the example, right? Like, oh, yeah, nobody yeah. cared about Mr. Freeze, <laughs> the origin, you know, Emmy award winning show, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, but the the influence of that on everything else is kind of the remarkable thing about the show because it could have just been one of those things because there are a lot of shows especially cartoon shows like from from yesteryear that were dope or that should have changed everything and didn't and or are remembered and beloved for good reason but the batman animated series is one of those shows that just like it it grabs hold of you and then if you get into a creative field like comics for example it's funny how it kind of like incepted itself where you know, you read the comics and you're like, well, this isn't the character I know. Like, why is Mr. Freeze a joke? Or why is, why isn't man, yeah. Bat met? why isn't man bat scary? Um, yeah. Yeah. And- I had a hard time with uh, Catwoman not having blonde hair. Right. And the reason that she had blonde hair is because Batman returns and, uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, I admit, black, having black hair makes a lot more sense for Batgirl. But I still can't wrap my head around it because I'm just so used to the blonde. It yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I get why. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the introduction stays with you, and it's hard to get over what you like knew for years and years. Are there yeah. a couple of glaring things where you're like, "That's not like the show." <laughs> yeah, the, the Catwoman costume in the mid '90s oh. was um, purple with the really long black hair. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I did. I like really like the gray and black hair. On, uh, I'm sorry, in the blonde hair, the gray yeah. and black suit. Um, it, the comic was a lot darker, of course. This of course. was when they had. Um, it wasn't. Azrael yet it was coming up in Azrael I think yes. and they were doing um I forget what it's called but they had these black diamonds and you would squeeze it and it would turn you into an over muscled ragey like giant and you would they would beat the shit out of each other Eclipso oh I, oh, I see yes okay yeah that was the first <laughs> comic of Batman I got it was Eclipso and I was like this is really dark compared to the cartoon wow. and it was of course it was darker than the cartoon <laughs> yeah of course as it has to be yeah, yeah. I, I remember I, oh god no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, as a kid, I remember seeing the Bane episode, which is from The New Adventures, and yeah. uh, expecting it to reflect the comic, because, of course, Nightfall had taken over everything. And yeah. uh, instead, Batman dispatches Bane in kind of like a, of course. Yeah. Like, it just it just circumvents Nightfall in such a like obvious way that is just like, yeah. oh, that's so amazing. Why did he do that? <laughs> and I remember yeah. telling my comic book store owner, I was like, hey, how come they didn't do Nightfall with the cartoon? And he's like, yeah, they're going to have Bane crack Batman's <laughs> back on a cartoon show for children. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, they did it in the comic book. I'm reading the comic book. They cracked his back. He's bleeding everywhere. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah TV and car comics are a little different. And I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. You're not wrong, man. I remember watching that episode thinking, are they going to do it? I know that, I mean, you needed to have a shot where Bane has Batman over his head. Yes. By, you need, and they did do that. But the last minute, he cuts the little tube out of his head, and then that's it. And I, even as a kid, I'm like, well, I guess they can't They can't break Batman's back on a kid's show. Right. Even though we could have handled it. We were like 15. <laughs> we were fine. Yeah. Yeah, we could have handled it at that point. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was I was reading Nightfall at the time. Like, well, I, I've already seen it. So for me, it's, it's, it's all yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Now, how about the uh, influence on your own interpretation of Batman? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, I, I, I come more from this universe than uh, for, for White Knight. Um, right. Some of it's out of laziness, too. <laughs> like, I didn't want to read a bunch of comics to try to catch myself up on right. why, because it would have might have ruined my idea. Um, but I remember watching the animated series and thinking, man, I think Joker, if he could just stop being crazy, he could yeah. probably be Batman because I think in some ways he's smarter than Batman. Right. And in a way, Batman's lucky that Joker is insane and is in his own way and his yeah. ego takes over. Because like imagine a Joker that was like was calm, collected, smart, and just used legal ways to take Batman down. Exactly. And I've been playing with that idea since I was like 15. So when I got to do White Knight, I'm like, well, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And uh, the only the only clinch was the only the thing was you had to have a Joker that was toned down and not violent. Like you can't Joker in my book basically gets his criminal record wiped out because of technicalities and the city sort of, some of the city starts to accept him again and see him as a victim. That only works if Joker never really got caught, you know? Right. Yeah. If you have Joker literally wearing people's faces and murdering, you know, <laughs> then that my story doesn't work. So that's like the biggest ask that I, I need from my reader when it comes to White Knight. If you're good sure. with that, then the rest of it generally tracks. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, using the animated series version or at least having a toe in that world helps to kind of legitimize it or, or, or make that more palatable because you're like, 
I mean, I never see him really kill anybody on that show, but there's horror yeah. implied, and and yeah. implied horror allows you to skirt a lot of around a lot of those issues, you know. Right. Yeah. Like any kind of anyone who's gassed and smiling in the cartoon, it's curable. In right. a movie, that means that person's dead, or in the comics, that person's dead. So totally. I'm kind of going off of that logic. But yeah, if you're really admired in traditional Batman logic, then White Knight might be a bit of a curveball for you at first. Definitely, definitely. Um, do you think Do you think this cartoon is actually as good as we think it is, or do you think it's just the one at the time? Mm-hmm. And five years from now, the Batman will be the one everyone thinks of, or Brave and the Bold. Right, which is a great show, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I really uh-huh. enjoy that uh-huh. show. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I caught that and I was like, "Oh God, here we go." Because for me, the Batman animated series is like the highest echelon. Every time they try to do it, I remember that CG show, The Batman. Uh, yeah. There was that other The Batman show. No, that was Beware the Batman. I'm thinking of. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'm like, no, no, pass. Um, you had like reggae Joker with long dreadlocks, right? Yes, exactly. Which one was that? Which one was that? That was the Batman. Okay. Which, which actually ended up kind of being cool. Yeah. If I had given I remember... it. Half a chance. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, the bat. Which one was CGI? That was Beware the Batman. I thought that one was pretty good. I like that they went with B and C level villains. Right. They used exactly. like Mr. Pig and characters that I didn't know anything about. No. But I was I was in college. You know, I was too busy. I was getting late. You know, whatever, drinking. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we all were, right, fellas? <laughs> yeah. High five. But yes, it's true. Like I, 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 at that point, I'd moved on. But did you watch Batman Beyond? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that, I uh, feel like that as a that, there's a little bit of an influence on that in some of your White Knight, and 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 later on sequels as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally uh, my next Batman book is gonna have Batman oh, Beyond God. in it. So yeah, I have not. So spoilers. Um, yeah, and I haven't actually officially announced it yet, but I'll just tell you for your viewers is uh, Volume Three is gonna be Beyond the White Knight. Again, it hasn't officially been. Whatever. So if people don't talk about it on Twitter, it's probably better. But you know, right? Free will. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that's what I'm working on now. And actually started reviewing all the old Beyond stuff and trying to like come up with a Derek Powers that was a little bit more nuanced than yeah. just capitalist and uh, trying to play with Terry in a new way. What matters is the retcon, right? If you call yeah. it the, the the Justice League episode where they're like, oh, actually his father right. is bruce wayne it's like oh yeah that can go either way with people yes i agree yeah i agree for me i was just hungry for more so i was just like yeah but now like 10 years removed i'm like eh, is that good is that a good retcon i don't really know yeah, yeah i don't uh, know about that it was a good episode but I, I think i prefer it not him not being related to bruce because i just i don't like the idea in any any universe when all the characters just seem to be related to each other yeah. Like in all of Star Wars, everyone's related to Luke, Leia, Han Solo, Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Uh, how about you have a character that's just not related to anybody? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the universe still gives them a chance to have a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I also appreciate like the, the Terry origin. I mean, but for me, that's intrinsic to Batman, where it's like Batman yeah. is an orphan, Batman adopts. And then come and then brings from from outside and gives them a whole yeah. other reality. Um, but yeah. yeah, I can't uh, tell if, if Beyond is more influenced by Spider-Man 299 oh, by yeah. Ronan, that comic that Frank Miller did. Yep. I mean, cyber cyberpunk's always been a thing. I know that, but I'm yeah. curious, like, where it came from. If they had literally pitched it as Batman Blade Runner, then right? that makes sense. That's what it looks like. 
It does. Uh, from what I remember about the backstory, basically they were just like young Batman. Like the the studio yeah. was like, give us a young Batman, and he's like, and, and they're like, well, there's a thousand stories about like next generations of Batman, just usually yeah. set in the 40s, and they're called Batman Two, and it's and it's silly. Uh, yeah. And they had to like they had they had a significant time crunch. They just kind of went, well, uh, this it's the future. Like it's we're yeah. not going to throw away our continuity. We're just going to say it's like you know however many fifty years in the future. And yeah. I, I kind of love the purity of the desperation. Like for me, comics, yeah. TV, media, I love when there's like opposition and crunch time. I know that that's like the worst thing yeah. for a creative, but I think that from adversity, you get some of the things you would never have gotten from like comfort, you know, from yeah, a place yeah. of, of ease and, you know, just make whatever you yeah. want. And you have unlimited time. Yeah. Whereas, you know. Yeah. It's funny. As a kid, I, I, I wish it didn't bother me, but it always did throw me off. I'm like, all right, so let me get this straight. Season one, Bruce Wayne is watching black and white TV as a kid. Yes. I think there's a lot of black and white TV still in Gotham, and I like that. Yeah. And But however, Bruce is surviving till his 80s. So he goes from black and white TV to flying cars. Yeah. And 180 years, like, ooh, I don't know about that. But it's yeah. cool enough where it's like, yeah, just go with it. Well, that's the thing. I, I love the time element of both shows because – they have like Studebakers and Packards. They drive these yeah. big, you know, yeah. six thousand pound cars and use black and white TVs that only have one dial. And <laughs> yet they also have like computers and grapple guns. Like it's just this weird amalgam of time where it's like it's, yeah. it's yesterday, but today. Yeah. So Batman Beyond, same thing, where it's like it's it can't be a thousand years in the future when we probably would have flying cars. But right. let's just let's just you know what, Kryptonian technology and whatever, whatever, however yeah, you want to justify yeah. it. But yeah, it's comic extreme. book science. It makes exactly. sense. Exactly. If something is sufficiently cool, you can give some kind of uh, uh, logic behind it. And I think readers will generally go for it. I think you're right. I think uh, yeah. certainly that's the success of, 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 of white Knight and that universe is like, you know, so, so, make it look cool. of, so here, speaking of blade runner. So I have a, a spinner car from blade runner, which oh. is actually a model. And then I redesign. I designed my own Batman, uh, Batmobile, Mobile, yeah, from from the Beyond. And if you see, like, so this is my design, but it's not that different from what you saw in the cartoon, right? Right, right. And if you look at like the shape of, uh, let me turn it the right way. Yeah, the shape of the thing, the two things reaching forward, like you can tell the Batman Beyond is definitely going off of Blade Runner. In a lot oh, of totally. Ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think I didn't notice your Blade Runner poster too. I, uh... Yeah, I, I was <laughs> gonna get to that. Yeah, I got a name up. Blade Runner, wherever I can. <laughs> Listen, Blade Runner is a—it's it, one of those perfect movies. Yeah, it depends on which version you're talking about. But yeah, it's funny because I people are always like defending or attacking Blade Runner, and uh, there's like three different versions. Not even the main yes. actor and the director can agree on whether the main character is a robot. I mean, it is kind of a beautiful mess in a lot I agree. of ways. <laughs> All right, what's what's your version? Is it uh, director, uh, yeah, ultimate, it, or or theatrical? Oh, oh, no voiceover. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no. So I don't know which that one be. I think it might be the, the director's cut. Yeah. Might be my favorite. What about you? I think you're right. I think the director's cut's my way. Because yeah. I don't know if I... I don't like definitively knowing whether Deckard is a replicant. But I do like everything else about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the sequel, too, I love. Because they, oh. they, tease, they tease that question. And they still don't give you an answer. Which That's I think right. is very good. Yeah. yeah, you know, bringing it back to the Batman animated series, please. <laughs> they clearly do love Blade Runner, 
because there's at least two episodes about replicants. Yeah. They call them duplicants in the show. Right. Duplicants. Yeah, yeah. With Hardak. And I think they cast the robot guy as yeah. the scientist. Uh, yeah. Sh uh, sh sh Shannon Shelby. Uh, what's his name? Mm, I'll think of it in a bit. But yeah. The same voice actor who uh, gets in trouble with the uh, replicants. Yes. Sebastian. That's his name. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that, that actor. William Sanderson. Yeah. Somebody is screaming. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely there. I mean, how can you be in film and not eventually you want to reference some of those movies? You know, like there's I'm sure there's as many Godfather references that we're not catching. You know, oh, they're 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 everywhere. Um, yeah. So that that gets me to another question I want to ask you, which is because I'll go with my first, which is what's your favorite episode of the animated series? Uh, Mine is his Silicon Soul, which is the second part okay. where uh, the the Batman robot shows up. Right when he goes like, "I took a life," and That's he the one. breaks yeah. down because he broke his morality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a kid, that, that's when it registered with me. Oh, Batman's really serious about not killing. Right. Uh, and then in the Michael Keaton versions, he's killing quite often. He and just then has in, guns Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny, like three years ago, or whenever Snyder started doing Batman, there was this big debate over yeah. should Batman have guns. And I'm like, why is this a debate? Obviously, he doesn't. Like, that's right. the point of the character. Yeah. And then Snyder's like, oh, come on, if you're going to be an anti-terrorist, how could you not be, you know, packing major hardware and murdering me? <laughs> but that's right. I'm like, okay, yeah, and this is the guy that's going to direct it. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, what's, what's the point of working out then? If you're just going <laughs> to be yeah. like 17 different guns and I drive your car through everything. But, you know. Yeah. Um, my favorite episode, well, oh, I think, you know, Heart of Ice is the easy answer, but I'll yeah. give you a more unique one. Um, I really liked uh, POV which is um, kind of a Rashomon style setup where you have this crime that happened and you have these uh, interviews with the cops, yep. with uh, both the co three cops and they each have different versions of what's going on. You have a very like conservative version, you have a very liberal version and you have you know middle version. Yep. And uh, I just thought that was really brilliant. Um, and visually they do some really great fire lit Batman. Uh, in some of these episodes, like he's sort of orangish and yep. this episode and in the Grey Ghost one, it's like orange and red palettes all over the place. And it looks so beautiful. Like if they released a uh, animated series statue that was like fire lit, oh. I would definitely buy that. Seriously, no. Yeah. That's that's one of those shows where I notice that kind of thing. You know, you watch yeah. other shows and you just kind of like, ah, the, the story. But like Batman the Animated Series is one of those shows where you're like, you notice lighting, camera angles, uh, just yeah. effects and and positions of body, and you're like, I've because you've never seen it before. Your brain is just like trying to acclimate itself, and it's and, yeah. and you're enjoying this immersive story, right? Uh, but it's funny how the, uh, the the show has has continued. I think going back to your old question about you know, do people uh, is it as good as we remember? Uh, yes, I think yeah. I think it is as good as we remember <laughs> because. Because as an adult, like I could watch it, and it's you know, there are some shows and movies where you watch it as a kid and it's perfect, and then mm -hmm. you grow up and you're like, okay, let's let's be real here for a second. This isn't exactly amazing, yeah. but it's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah, um, looking okay. at you, he man. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think it's uh, it's the Ninja Turtles movie from '90, where I'm just like, that holds oh, up. I, I think it holds up too. I have a friend who's yeah. much younger who's like. It does not. And I'm like, okay. Oh, it does. Oh, come on. It's about uh, peer pressure and uh, and broken families. And like, yeah. there's some serious shit going on in that movie. Being right. brainwashed? 
and like oh. being de, de, de brainwashed like yeah and there's a movie that's, that still has like the number one sales of any independent movie ever something it does. like that right yeah 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 that's, yeah and uh, uh it's, funny. it's funny when transformers came out with michael bay i remember thinking i don't like it i can't tell what is an arm and a leg on a transformer it just looks like a pile of garbage punching itself going across the, you know the the, yeah. the the highway to la absolutely and someone someone fires back and they're like well it's a story about big robots i mean what do you want and I go, <laughs> well ninja turtles was about ninja turtles in 1990 and it still managed to actually say something like yeah. you tell I, I know they're giant robots but you still can't make some kind of like morality play or anything that's more resonant than just like big piles of garbage punching each other right yeah because at the end of the day all of these stories that we enjoy about Batman and Turtles comic books are morality plays in their own right. Yeah. And Transformers used to be that. Uh, yeah. Or eh, <laughs> they're, it's a toy commercial, but I mean, at least Optimus Prime was like, you know, good, you know, don't hurt people, don't take drugs. Uh, right. I guess yeah. there's, something, there's something there. Yeah. Uh, or the Bumblebee movie, I think, was the best Transformer solid. movie. And it was like, you know, The Iron Giant, which is a, you know, yeah. a, pretty traditional script but who cares like they still manage to say a lot about families and friendships oh, yeah. and romance and coming of age like yeah you still have the big robots in there but you still have a really good script too yeah no iron yeah. giant's tight um so yeah i i guess just when it comes to this show it's funny it's just more like we're just talking about stuff which is fine with me. yeah i wrote to a uh, paul dini uh so i know i never met paul face to face, but I, I mean, obviously I know who he is. And yeah. on Twitter, when he retweeted me once, I got really excited. And, uh, you know, having like made it to a pretty high level in comics is yeah. very little that still gets me excited, but Paul Dini writing me was pretty exciting. And I was chatting with him offline and I'm like, man, I don't know if I have to say this, but like your writing and what you and uh, Bruce did, it's just yeah. made my life. Like I, if you ever thought, you know, one day some little kid is going to watch these cartoons. One day that kid's going to grow up and he's going to be the next Batman. I'm like, that's me. I'm that <laughs> guy. Like I, I was a kid. This is all basically for me to get here with White Knight. Yep. And he's like, well, I can tell that you really like Harley. Just, I really appreciate your treatment of her. And as a thank you, he sent me uh, a cell animation of Harley. Uh, no way. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's like her and Poison Ivy, like an actual Warner Brothers store, you know, cell shaded animation. And uh, it's one of my favorite things. And yeah, you know, it's funny. There's not a lot of writers that I would want to work with because I'd mostly just do it myself. But yeah. I, if I had to pick, I would say a Paul Dini one shot would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to read that. I feel like it would be yeah. a Harley story, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And yeah. I met Bruce Tim once too at a show and... Uh, you know, I think Bruce has off and on days, and I think he was just getting a little exhausted by the, by the crowd, and that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm not always on either. And no. I, I could tell he was a little bit low energy sitting behind the t his table at San Diego. Uh, and Dave Johnson, our mutual friend, introduced me, and I was like, do I fanboy out? Or do I say, like, a, do I give him, like, a cool, like, oh, man, really like that, that cartoon you did? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did it somewhere in the middle, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. You just like let it drop. I'm like, okay, yeah. so now what do I say? And I go, um, that episode with the gray ghost, was that you doing the voice of that character? And he <laughs> goes, man, yeah. yeah, he goes, yeah, I actually did a lot of the voices in this series. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you did. Of course, why wouldn't I know that? I mean, you know, and I, I actually didn't know that, but I could have just gone on Wikipedia and figured it out for myself. But like, sure. I didn't know what else to ask him in that moment because he just sat there silently looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I had but, a similar experience with Bruce Tim. He's yeah. he seems like he's very busy, and uh, yeah, you know, he gets the. You know, it's funny. It's one of those things where it's literally just like, well, you made the fa the best show ever, so uh, yeah, you know, whatever you want, me. man. I don't care. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> it's like when people yeah. get mad at James Cameron for Avatar. It's like James Cameron has contributed to sci-fi in more ways yep. than anyone. Like he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants in it. Exactly. And, um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm nothing to apologize for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, make make Avatar four, five, and six. As long as you don't unmake aliens and the yeah. abyss, I guess I'm good. Or, or yeah, you mean uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah, no. I would still it's like what yeah, I'll still meet him. <laughs> like I'd still, yeah. I'd still shake his hand and hug him and everything. Yeah. Yeah, those it's people that are so talented, they're allowed to be a dick and it's it's okay. I mean, within right. reason, I guess. <laughs> I think yeah, it's it, it dick versus abusive, you know? Like Yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. there's a Harvey Weinstein story about one of these guys, and maybe that's not, obviously. That's oh, not no. Good. Well, I just mean, like, being, being a complete, like, asshole, where it's just, like, just, just laying into somebody because they're just innocently a, a fan of your work. It's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> dude chill. But, uh, yeah, but if, yeah. if they're just aloof, it's like, well, you're an artist. You get yeah. aloofness, I get from, from artists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, well, thanks it's for talking fair. to me about Batman and Blade Runner and Terminator. I, we didn't get a chance yeah. to really talk about Terminator, but I feel like we talk about that for an hour. Um, when you have a Terminator podcast, let me know. I'll be there. Dude, I mean, honestly, yeah. T T two. When I saw that movie, I'm like, this is this makes me want to write because yeah. I don't I don't think that this is Amadeus. I don't think it's Shakespeare. No, but I think if it's good enough, it's got cool ideas and it, it's got nice action scenes. And I thought, well, if I ever want to write my own comics. I don't have to be the best. I just have to. I, I want to write something like equivalent to T two, where it's like a lot of action, some good ideas, decent dialogue. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's. I mean, I, I joke around with this, but I say if everyone in comics was Ernest Hemingway, I would never try to write. But yeah. you know, there's a lot of hit and miss comics out there, and uh, I don't consider myself a great writer. But if I can at least do like a T two level script. Every now and then, then I'm I'm happy. So yeah, That's, T2 to me that means a lot to me. That movie. Yeah, for me that is my Shakespeare. Like I do, like I I appreciate well Shakespeare, but like when it's that kind of thing, that's my Shakespeare. Where it's like that's a, yeah. that's a tight script, it, yeah. kismet in terms of casting and and cinematography and, and and you know and, and it's not just cool. You know, like Predator is yeah. awesome, right? It's a it's a Predator is one of those movies where it's like it's perfect and it's like lock tight, no question, yeah. nothing. You you pull one thread, the whole thing falls apart, but you can't because there's no threads right. to be had. But with, yeah. with Terminator, it's so big and there's so many things going on and they're also innovating. Like they also changed the system, right? Like it's not just mm -hmm. like, oh, it's cool and tight, but it's also like, let's push technology and effects and mm -hmm. what we can accomplish with CG and with practical animation. It's like, oh, like you've, you've managed yeah. to hit all the notes. So, on so many levels, yeah. I'm jealous exactly. of people who have never seen that movie. If you imagine <laughs> going into that the first time and you legit don't know who's a good guy. Schwarzenegger right. or Robert Patrick yeah. because one of them is dressed like a cop and one's dressed like a villain and then oh my god the last minute Arnold grabs John and protects him and it's like oh my god I mean my head and the thing is that movie got so much press that everyone knew going in that Arnold was going to be the good guy there so is nobody no really got yeah. to experience it but I, I wish that I could erase that part of my brain and watch it for the first time like oh my god Arnold's a good guy this time <laughs> every time I see that scene I think the same thing I think I think man I wish this wasn't ruined by like the trailer 30 years ago. <laughs> Damn it, James Cameron. Uh, <laughs> I am mad at you. Yeah, no. 
But uh, Sean, thanks so much for being here. Uh, yeah. And listen, if ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you haven't already watched the animated series, at least watch the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, those, those show that show has an influence on the character that people still feel today. People look at like characters. I, I can never hear just voice acting, animation, and character distillation that yeah. are still being felt today. Just the influence of sure. Phantasm and everything. It's just there's so yeah. much. It's so big that it's hard yeah. to distill. But so, uh, I could, yeah. actually, I have a podcast on YouTube with my friend Clay, and we call it Badass B A T T A S S, and it's about <laughs> Batman the animated series podcast. And oh, we just shit. started; uh, we're halfway through season four right now. But if you're looking for more content right now, I mean, obviously you should watch this channel first. Oh, but you. yeah, go uh, look, Sean. Go look at the Bat Badass podcast, and you'll see it. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely I think we will talk about we talk about T two and Blade Runner a lot in that podcast. <laughs> too, <I'm sure. laughs> that's good. I you know normally that's me. You know, normally that's my fault. But I'm happy to see <laughs> that that's actually I can blame somebody else for that for that derailment this time around. Nope, it's my fault, absolutely. Well, listen, but you know it's funny. You you drop that. You drop any one of those things, and I'm like, oh, I'll pick that up. Yep, I'm in. Nope, we're talking <laughs> about that now. Okay. <laughs> that's the problem. You and I are in a bar together. No one's no someone's gonna have to stop us and remind us, like, guys, the bar's closing. You can't talk about Blade Runner the whole night. Exactly. Oh, well, all right. I guess I'll call you tomorrow. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for being here and right, thanks for watching. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode. So long, everybody.